squishied it. Hello, squishies! Hello, squishies! Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Unviv. And I am a Andrew. Andrew, a quick note before we start. Yes? I just want to check that you remember when I said that I don't like spending my time doing bad things. Yes, you don't want to play bad video games, I remember. Right, but I just want to add that I don't want to watch bad movies either. Oh, right. So, no bad games and no bad movies. Yeah, I don't want to play bad games, watch bad movies or TV shows, read bad books, listen to bad music, watch terrible sports, go to Birmingham, eat terrible food, drive a terrible car, any of it. If it's bad, I don't want to do it, you do it, then it's okay. Then it's funny to me because you did it and then I don't have to. Right. So with that out of the way, what are we doing today? Yep. Is it something bad again? Yep. Hmm. See you in an hour and 45 minutes. Sorry. So, Andrew. Hello. Tell us, what have you been playing? Well, can I... Before we do that, I have a I have a thing. Can I do a thing? Of course you can do a thing. Um, so, this covers a lot of our bases of shit we like talking about. Because it involves Ubisoft. And nonsense that doesn't make any sense. And NFTs. Yesterday at time of recording, Ubisoft announced a new video game called Project Q. So, bad thing, Ubisoft. Nonsense thing. This is how they've described it. It's a team battle arena letting players truly own the experience. The fuck does that mean? Oh, that's it. Sorry, I was waiting for more. No, no, that's it. Wow, okay. That's it. Players get to truly own the experience. Um, I mean... It's... it's... okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean... Any- that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't say anything, because every game tries to do that. Anyway... Any, any, any team-based game... Tries to do that, tries to let the player own the experience. <laughs> Basically, you're making a game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Basically, they wanted to announce they were making a game and no one had any better ideas. Yes. Um, uh. So, you know, Ubisoft nonsense. And then the NFT bit comes in that the entire thread under their uh, Twitter announcement is them just going, no, 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 there's no NFTs in it. No, 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 there's no NFTs. And if you're, <laughs> if you have developed a a reputation for yourself where people think you're going to do the shittest thing imaginable and then you have to spend all of your social media promotion marketing time telling people you're not doing shitty things in your game maybe there's a fucking problem with you maybe you just maybe you just a trend with you maybe maybe people don't trust you yeah maybe if you announce a game and people automatically go it's is going to be a thing full of shitty shit, isn't it? And you yeah. have to go, no. no. <laughs> it's shitty maybe. shit that I have to pay for, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, maybe you've had too many games with shitty shit and people are tired of your nonsense. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because it just it covered the trifecta of things we don't care about. Um, um, also, like one, one of the reasons people assume it's got um, NFTs in it is because it's called Project Q and obviously... Uh, Ubisoft launched their disastrous um, quartz thing for selling NFTs. So yeah. everyone's just like Project Q quartz. That's the same letter. So oh, look, what these, 
look what these rapists are releasing now. Good so, day. yeah. Awful. Awful. Anyway, you asked me what I was playing. <laughs> yes, I did. Excellent. I've decided, after 12 years of not playing it, to join the party and play Deadly Premonition. Okay. What kind of game is it? I don't think I've heard of it before. Uh, I, mm, I I guess it's a survival horror. I think it's probably a survival horror. Okay. Um, uh, it's a survival horror detective thing. Part of it is definitely a spooky, creepy, monster shooting thing. Uh, imagine a Resident Evil with zombies, but they're not zombies. Well, they're kind of zombies, but they're... It's a different kind of vibe. It's that kind of thing. Okay. And then the other half of it is just a detective story of nonsense. Like it's 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 proper fucking weird. This game. Is it is um, it weird though in a way that makes sense and so you can still work it out and have fun? Yeah, like I I'm definitely following the case, but everyone everyone's a bit odd and the the design of the game is a bit odd and the pacing of the game is a bit odd. Everything's just all a bit odd, and I think... See, when I started the game, I wasn't sure if the game was a parody or if it was making fun of me or if it was very sincere in all of its oddness. And I think, actually, it's all three at the same time, <laughs> at all points at the same time. Okay. So any single thing that is happening is a parody making fun of me and very sincere. Okay. Does that... Okay. Which, which is odd, and it's definitely the sort of game that if you start and you maybe don't know that it's going to be fucking weird in tone and in gameplay and all that sort of stuff, that you might just sort of panic and back out of it. But I sort of stuck with it and I'm really into it. And um, okay. the, I mean, there's, it's, as I said, it's like 12 years old. So there's some stuff that is particularly. Uh, weird now that you have to drive police cars all around to different areas to investigate things or talk to people and stuff and it's a first person driving mechanic and it's terrible and i love it of course you do yeah of course course you do um uh like there's there's other weird idiosyncratic things um so the the d-pad the up down left right buttons while you're in first-person driving, if you press the left button, you turn your left indicator on. If you press the right button, you turn your right indicator on. If you press up, you turn the windscreen wipers on and down turns them off again. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay I kind of um, like that. I, yeah, so you, that, so you drive with the analog sticks and then there's the functions to do that on the D-pad. Um, yeah, um, no, no. For, forward is R1, reverse is L1, and then you steer with the left stick. Uh, the right stick makes you look around, which is nauseating if you're in the car. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. So, so, you can, so you can turn the car left and right with the yes. stick and then forward and back yes. with L1 and R1. But then, yeah. like, whilst you're also driving, you can also look around. Yes, wildly. Like, <laughs> is, the, um, you know, sometimes they say having freedom is good, but sometimes too much freedom <laughs> is not good. <laughs> it's not a gentle look either. It's like, I, just, I just imagine that um, he's driving along and suddenly he just starts tearing his head around looking at everything wildly going, what's happening everywhere <laughs> um so really you intense. play you play as uh fbi agent fbi special agent francis york morgan and every time he meets someone he's like hello i'm 
FBI Special Agent Francis York Morgan, but you can call me York. Everybody does. And he says it every single time really? to every single person he wow. meets, and it's so delightful. It's so charming. And uh, what I like is how few people call him York. <laughs> really? What do they call him? <laughs> Just a special agent. Um, uh, he has a a small scar on the uh, just above one of his eyes like into his uh, going into his hairline and um he met someone who had been out of town for the first couple of days and is sort of catching up with everything that's been going on since the murder took place in the town and stuff well, i'll get back to what the actual story is in a second and uh, he just calls you um, agent scarface wow <laughs> yeah like Cool. And um, th- this 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 guy is a... He sells mini... Not mini trees. He sells like saplings. Okay. That's his job. He, tr- he, tries, he, he cultivates saplings from seeds and then drives around the country selling them. Every time you meet him, he's just holding one. He's just got a pot. Nice. Just a pot with a little nice. plant. Nice. Just in case you yeah. forget who he is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yes, you arrive in a town after a... Uh, can you guess the gender of the person that's been killed? A woman? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. I, I just, um, it was such a wild guess with no thought yeah. into it whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you arrive in town after the murder of a young girl and you're investigating this as a serial killer and it's got links to a previous case. Uh, the other thing that keeps happening is that he is talking to his invisible friend and I genuinely don't know if I missed some sort of important piece of information early in the game <laughs> that explains who Zack is. Oh dear! But just whenever he does something, he's like, mm, "You must remember this, Zach." And he does it in front of people, and nobody, that's almost an nobody, makes any reference to it. Somebody once went, "Who, who's Zach?" And he went, "Well, that's private." Oh. I, I, I don't need to tell you that; it's a private thing. And I was like, "Oh, am I Zach?" As like, I've kind of got obsessed with the idea that a get a video game character talks to the player. Like he's just named the player Zach and is like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you. Like that that to me is an interesting cat. I don't know if that's the intent, but that's what I've decided to infer from this situation. It's just, it's like the whole thing is really weird. Uh notorious and I knew this before I started playing it. Notorious for being um not very stable. There's a particular route from the countryside into town that I think drops the frame rate to maybe five. <laughs> um, it really tanks the um, the game uh, wow. somewhat. Yeah, like I can get a really strong frame rate if I look at a blank wall. Um, then it's it's quite it's quite a nice solid thing. But yeah, but again, it's so weirdly specific to this game that it's sort of just part of the game now, if that makes sense. And because I'm enjoying the game, regardless of that, I don't really mind. You know, and it's never, it hasn't crashed on me. It just isn't always particularly stable. I haven't finished. I think I'm about halfway through. Is this a, um, a PS4, PS3? PS3, PS3 uh, and PC. Yeah. I think it was on 360 as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's um, cool. I'm, I'm intrigued by this Zach person, and um, <laughs> I kind of yeah. want to Google it. I'll probably Google it and not tell you, so you cool. can enjoy the uh, the mystery of it. Um, yeah, I'm quite intrigued by the Zach person. Yeah, I this... always uh, find it interesting when sort of game makers make those sorts of decisions in in a way also that if you had even if there was a piece of information right at the very beginning that you missed about this character that there is no there hasn't been an opportunity yet to hear hear what it is again like it's like once and that's it you either heard it or forever hold your peace or they just haven't told you yeah 
I find that very interesting. I mean, um, I'm intrigued to know whether you will know by the end of the game. You'll have to let us know. Yeah, there's you know, there's a bunch of side quests uh, as well, which I recently actually finally worked out how I can, how I'm aware that I can do them. Like for a long time, I was like, there's just people in the town. I don't know how. Do I just have to go and speak to everyone until a side quest launches? But everyone seems to have like a little Game Boy SP, Game Boy Advance SP above their heads if they if you can do a right a side quest with them. So I I spent a lot of yesterday soon doing side quests. That's good. Side quests are good. I mean, I mean, some of them, some of them are very much. Where's my frying pan? Oh, I found your frying pan. Here's your frying pan. A lot of them are along those those sort of lines. Right. Yeah. But are they funny, funny ones, or are they just like really random? Get every, my frying pan. Everything's sort of weird. Everything, okay. everything in it is weird. <laughs> okay. There was a right at the beginning, just after the murder, when we first turned up, uh, we had to go to the hospital to for an autopsy. Autopsies are quite stressful and quite unpleasant, and everyone's talking very seriously, going through all the medical things, and the music's just like do 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 I love that. And I'm like, wow, that's that's definitely a mood game. There you go. It's finding that like <laughs> sinister contrast in the uh, what's yeah. happening. Uh, I I do sort of love that. I love those moments where you have something really dark going on, um, and but the music isn't really not reflecting that. <laughs> yeah, my uh, the the other bit in the game that was such a non moment that made me absolutely howl out loud on my own. The um, York calls a town meeting, and everyone from the town has to go and be it there and then afterwards you get to finally meet everyone that you haven't just randomly bumped into on your so far where you've been milling around yeah and i'm talking to the old lady that owns the hotel where i'm staying and she's this very very old lady all hunched over like all old and frail and stuff and we're talking and then suddenly she remembers that there is somebody else arriving at the hotel that she needs to go and prepare for and she just in this in this cutscene, this kind of high angle, she's sort of looking at me, all whole, old and hunched over, and she just sort of turns ninety degrees and then runs out of shot. It was the funniest thing. I it, she, isn't it like was runs so, like like just, athletic run, like the fastest anyone I've seen <laughs> move in that game. She just books it out of shots back to the hotel, and I just I was like, "Yep, that's this that's, game." That sounds about right. Yeah. Really, really old woman made it look like she would probably struggle walking yet. Yeah. It's all a game. Um, and there's there's a lady that I have only met at the town meeting. I've seen her pop up around the map, but I haven't spoken to her. Who's It was just this um, lady who was carrying a big cauldron of food. And she was just shaking it. And she was all stressed because her food was getting cold. And I'm like, why did you bring it to the meeting, woman? Why have you, Why did you bring it? Is it a side quest? Uh, I, it's, I think so. Yeah, it sounds like something that's going to develop into a side quest. Um, but yeah. I mean, oh, and uh, she was just, I think she was just listed or his nickname was Pot Lady or something like that. Pot Lady. Just, just <laughs> oh, yeah. funny. The game's weird and I and I kind of dig it. Um, and I'm just, I'm having a good old time. That sounds really funny. I love that. If you end up getting a PS3 or if it turns up on Sony's stupid PS Plus new thing that's launching in June and it's on there, I definitely recommend. And... That's okay. specifically to you, Viv, but genuinely anyone listening. It sounds like really a- dumb. It sounds like the kind of terrible that is dumb rather than annoying. Because I think there's... What I don't like about terrible things is when they're terrible and they're also not enjoyable. Because I think 
you have a very specific enjoyment when something is terrible. Was that I get annoyed <laughs> quite quickly. Uh, but if it's dumb, like if stuff like that keeps happening, I will keep playing it just for those like non moments of like shit, just random shit happening. Yeah, uh, it, I live for those. I live for glitches. I live for random things happening. Uh, I mean, there's not really glitches. It's just the frame rate thing's a bit weird. Um, like the story, it makes sense in as much as that I know I'm investigating something, and the 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 game by and large just drags me from person to person to person to person person doing the investigation talking to people occasionally it'll go into the horror survival thing and you'll have to fight off monsters and stuff and there's the big villain thing that attacks you occasionally and there's quick time events and all that kind of normal stuff and then it goes back to the investigation so the game will drag you to those and in between that if you have time you can go off and do side quests and every single bit you can argue makes sense but the presentation is fucking bonkers. So you should play it. And anyone listening, if you haven't played it, I I definitely recommend picking up a copy. It's on. It's still on. It's on Steam. It's on GOG. Uh, they. It's for, always on sale. Go well, on. there you go. Can I go? You're looking for a bonkers game. It's for your PS3 needs or PC needs. There you are. Yeah. Deadly premonition. Okay, so it's time to do something a little different. We've spoken before about how we didn't enjoy the recent Uncharted movie, but it did get us thinking. There have been lots of video game movies and almost all thought to be terrible. Are they terrible? No, seriously. Are they, Andrew? Who knows? No one knows. But yes, they are. So, in maybe a recurring series, we're going to look at some video game movies or TV shows. And uh, what are we starting with? Well, if the title of this episode hasn't made it clear enough, we both recently watched the 2005 movie version of Doom, based mostly on the video game Doom 3, because we didn't want to watch Uncharted again so soon. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we'll go back to it one day, or maybe we will do nothing of the sort forever. <laughs> so anyway... Um, you watched Doom. Uh, yes, yes. I made so, you. I made uh, you watch a movie. Uh, yeah, well, you made me watch a movie that I don't like. God. Well, I don't even know where to start. It's an can hour I, and forty-five I, minutes, and it felt like it would not ever end. That's that's how I will start. It just. I was like, is it is it done yet? I feel like I've seen this again. I don't. I don't care about anyone. Uh, uh, that's I, really I, how I felt. I will one up you on that. Yeah. I fucking hated this movie. This is what I wrote in my notes. Something happens and some scientists die. Then some awful, incompetent, unqualified, and unprofessional idiots go to Mars and sneak about in the dark for a while. They die. The end. Yep. Uh, that's that's a pretty good summary of the whole thing, to be honest. I mean, The Rock is in it and he does take his top off. I feel like that was a good opening to the... Uh to the film although he there's no tattoos i forgot that he had no tattoos no uh, you can definitely see uh, they are all covered up in makeup no i know but i mean like it's oh, just weird that he, there's no well, tattoos he, and he's, except he's for that the, one back one yeah the fake one on the back yeah to me this film is trying to be a number of things unsuccessfully it seems really trying really hard to be 
that Resident Evil movie, the first Resident Evil movie. Like yeah, it, I, ha- I, 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 I read something about it looking like a bit of a cheap knockoff of Alien as well, and actually I agree with that. I mean, it's definitely cheap looking. My feeling is it really wanted to be the movie Aliens, the, the sequel, James Cameron's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But without really understanding why Aliens works. Like, it, they, it has the same arrogant bro military guys that Aliens does. But Aliens works because you meet a human character first and the dangerous mission is set up and then you meet the arrogant bros and you hate them. And the idea is that you're supposed to hate these douchebags that are suddenly inserted into the story. And their arrogance is what gets uh, forces them to lose. And then they have to regroup. They can't get off the planet. They have to work together properly in order to prevail but doom sort of gets that backwards and you just meet a bunch of people that you don't like i mean they are fucking awful oh i hate all of them especially the portman character the the detestable the, the, i mean i mean if he's not a rapist he's definitely being portrayed uh, played like one yeah like everything about him is like horrific he made me cringe every time he opened yeah. his mouth like the, there's like the opening scene of like when they get into the arc area and and the, he's just like immediately breaks off from the group and starts harassing all the women yeah i was like, like okay four women in a space of about 30 seconds he asked to strip search them yeah it's it's really really detestable and I, I literally could have like if he died right there and then i wouldn't have cared uh, it probably wouldn't have made any difference to the story to be honest no uh, but, yeah like how have none of those perverts been fired i mean yeah i mean i say that but again, going back to Ubisoft, they've probably all just been promoted upwards to protect the the UAC. Mm. Ugh. Ugh, I hate it. Yeah, and, and, and you're right about how it's set up because uh, this is really what happens. Oh, yeah, we've got to do this mission. There's a, there's a, there's a thing you need to do. Uh, hey, men, uh, you don't get a break anymore. Let's go kill some things. And then when one of them die, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't care anyway. Oh no, that one died. Oh no, yeah. which one was that one again? That's that's how that's how I was like, we hang on, which one was that one again? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 that was the one, that, the one that cuts himself every time he says God's name in vain. Oh, what's that about? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's actually quite a really uh, I think old way of um, approaching religion. I think as I've heard a lot of it when I was younger about people doing things. If they make a mistake, you know, there's the whole kind of you make a mistake and you have to uh, say something with the rosary until you do go all the way around. And then depending on the severity, you might do it more than once. Like the really, really old version of it that I remember hearing from like my grandparents is that like people, if they made a mistake, they would like promise to walk down there like up a hill that's like a mile on their knees or, you know, like people who put, you know, like th- things like, um, things like, you know, when we watched, uh, what's the film that Devon did the costume for? Uh, Saint, Saint Maud. Saint Maud. So similarly to like Saint Maud, you know, this type of stuff that she does where she'll like hit herself or like put like, I don't know, spikes in your shoes and then walk on them. Like stuff like that. It's like, I've heard of this from my gar- grandparents. So it feels like a really kind of like old like way like really extreme way to think about religion so he's clearly very religious and every time he makes a mistake and then says god's name in vain 
he punishes himself by cutting his wrist. Well, I mean, you say he's clearly very religious. He's clearly very religious in that one exact moment yeah. in that film and not any time before or after it. Well, like, I mean, it's, this it's, is it's, why I, I say that they're religious and not spiritual because religion is very much about uh, perf- like performative practices. Like, you know, not thinking about it at any time during the day but then like praying before bed or you know like making a mistake and then cutting yourself that's a very like like in the religion in a way this is my personal opinion is uh is about things that you do sometimes and and, and religion is not necessarily spirituality this is why i say he's like ex- like really extremely religious but it, it's uh the, the moment serve doesn't serve him as a character or the film like it's not set up before that he is that kind of person and it has no bearing on anything that happens afterwards. It's just a moment yeah, yeah. that happens that just seem. It seems like it's there to shock. And shock, because, yeah, for the gore's sake, yeah. And because the film's so dark and quiet and stuff, it's just like, and nothing was happening at that time. It's like, well, why don't we just have it look like someone's self-harming and then just carry on? They, um, I made another note here along the same sort of lines. So when they just, I think it's just before they go through the arc. Uh, when they all get their weapons and the the voice of each gun announces who the character is that yeah, is holding yeah. the gun because they, and I just wrote cool gun voice lady is introducing us all to the awful men that seems easier uh, than to write let's say personalities yeah like that oh, just like I didn't I, by that point I had no idea who any of them were or get a, got a sense of like other than that we're all awful but there was no there was no stakes for any of the except except maybe um, uh, Carl Urban's character, whose name escapes me because yeah, I was just trying to. I, I know, yeah, I can't remember his name right now. John, I'm going to go with John because I I assume that he's the main character, not that that's significantly set up because the first person you meet, uh, John Grimm. Yeah, yeah it was John because he's the, the Green first, Reaper. Yeah, yeah, the first person you meet is is the Rock with the shirt off, and he's in charge. And then it's only, I'm going to send the last third, the last act of the movie, that John becomes the main character. And I guess, I guess his character arc is that his sister is on Mars? Yeah. And that's that's his his personal Yeah, I mean, no. Well, his, I feel like his was the clearest. He's the only person who maybe had a reason for it just being in that film. In that his sister was in Mars, in the same dig where their parents had died when they were younger, and that's his thing. He doesn't want to go back because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to go back to the place where they died, and he sort of resents his sister for going back, even though he didn't. And I think his is probably the clearest. I probably care about him a little bit. Yeah, but I also, other than location, the two events aren't linked, are they? I mean, I mean, they're linked in the excavation. But all the oh yeah, there mo- has no bearing on the actual but, story. But all the monsters we're seeing. Actually, should we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, so, sure. Um, to sort of bring it back to the game, so I said it was loosely based on Doom Three, which I haven't played the entirety of. Very loosely based, yeah. Um, have you played Doom Three? Uh, no, no. I've seen okay. I've seen a couple of people play bits of it, but not played it myself. It's definitely a, a, a much slower game progression narrative thing than Dooms 1 and 2 and the the reboot things which are much more 
2016, it's very, yeah. Yeah, Doom 3 is very dark. You have a torch, sort of tight corridors, lots of shadows and stuff. But still being Doom, still involved the beasts of hell from hell yeah. like i know i know that the the i know that doom 3 does have the idea of the the employees of the space station are turned into zombies and that's something that you have to attack and kill throughout the, the game and that makes sense but the movie really let into that as its only thing it's like, quite weird it's it's, where, it's it's very loosely based and almost it takes very specific things from the source material and that's yeah like it didn't take hell at all. And Not at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the big thing, that seems Doom's thing. And also, surely, if they'd made Religious Man have that being more of a thing and then introduced the idea of hell, maybe there's a... Something I mean, interesting there. Yeah, not in this film because not well written and i don't think they would have been quite ham-fisted but there's a conversation there between the, uh, spiritual positivity and 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 hell and that's that could have been something they could have could have addressed but i think i think my my biggest thing with the monsters was that they're all genetic mutations of humans yeah the, the having the 24th chromosome was the thing that turned them into that it's quite a, a leap from them coming from hell to to yeah, them just having I an just, extra pair of chromosomes that turns them evil or or makes them superhuman depending on their violent tendencies. I just didn't understand why. No, I, I, it's all very much like uh, let's just I want to, I want this to have some some shooting and some demons in it, some demon looking things in it. What can we plaster together to make it look like there's a story and then let's get some action sequences in? Which, by the way, I wasn't even a big fan of. No, bar bar the one like, which I quite enjoyed, and the first time I watched it, I didn't enjoy, but maybe because everything else was so dreadful, I really enjoyed the the kind of first person person angle like shot that they had going when uh, John had the twenty fourth chromosome inserted into him. That was that first angle, and he was kind of shooting people, which is sort of how I guess I've not really personally played Doom three, but a little bit how the later games are in terms of like how you're looking at things because the movie didn't make really a lot of sense that coming in didn't really give me anything like it didn't ruin anything for me it was just something nice to look at i quite enjoyed that uh yes uh, my note on that is uh the first person sequence has the most creativity in the movie yep but yeah, it's yeah. fucking atrocious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's atrocious. But it's, it's like it was something that I was like, oh my god, maybe I won't fall asleep yet. I, I said it's like a theme park ride. In as much as that every single thing that John shoots just sort of walks up for their moment. It's like a. It's like one of those old. Wait, wait. It's like playing any zombie game on like super easy, where it looks like they're coming to eat you, but then they stop in front of you and then wait for you to shoot them. Yes, I was going to say it's like one of those uh, arcade light gun games. Where yeah, the, yeah. The, the monster sort of comes up and then it sort yeah. of pauses just long enough for you to, to get a couple it. of shots off. Yeah. Um, like it, they, the, nothing felt natural between what John was doing and what the um, zombie monster things were doing in attacking him. Yeah, I um, wanted it that to feel like Doom 2016 where you just turn and they're like running at you. Yeah. Uh, and then I said uh, that literally all of the energy from that scene is immediately lost the moment's over. Oh it's yeah, the yeah, only, yeah. Only part of the film where there's any energy and excitement, and it's terrible, and there's not a lot of excitement, but it has something that the rest of the movie lacks. And then 
You have another 20 minutes of just dreary nothingness. Yeah, I wonder if, because um, in my mind, if they had played on this first person angle, I wonder if I would have enjoyed watching it. But I wonder if I'm saying that because the film was so dreary and I found that moment so exciting, or if I would actually watch a movie about a game that is looks like it's in first person. I mean, it would have to, it, there could be so much, so many creative things that happen there. It could be really good, but um, yeah, I can't discern whether it's because I was bored or no, because it's it would actually bored. be yeah, probably. I mean, after that sequence, um, John meets up with the Rock, and I was really surprised because this is two thousand five, so it's still early in the still early in the Rock's movie career, and he's the company man. He's the he's not the guy that's like this is wrong and we need to do what's right regardless of the consequences. He's like no. Our orders are to murder all of these innocent human beings, so we're going to murder them all. Uh, yeah, and then he turns out weird. to be the villain. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've seen this film, so I'd forgotten how, how it ended. And um, The Rock has got the 24th chromosome serum thing in him, and he's starting to transform. And I was like, is The Rock going to turn into a cyber demon? Is that going to be how they introduce... Because they... they they had the character Pinky in a wheelchair, and then he becomes the Pinky monster from sort of yeah, from yeah. from the games. I was like, are they going to make the Rock the Cyber Demon? Because that would be exciting. But no, he just he gets weird eyes and some teeth, and then it's oh, the weird a, eyes were really getting to me. And yeah. then it's a it, it's a fist fight, and then it ends, and I'm like, my my Doom movie, a game famous for guns and and chainsaw i mean you do see a chainsaw in the first person sequence but it's wielded by a monster ends with a fist fight Ugh. yeah he doesn't doesn't john shoot like the last bullet or so into the air and then they take everything off their waist and stop fist fighting yes yeah yes it's it's yeah it's it's it's, it's dreadful the whole thing is dreadful uh, i also didn't realize um i had a like a ah moment in the film mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, in that, you know, when we were talking about, uh, the Cuphead DLC coming out yes. and I was all like, oh yeah, like, you know, this cup is delicious last course. They've played yes. with the words. Yeah. It, it wasn't until the rock was like big fucking gun that I realized that that's why the gun is called BFG. Uh, yeah. And the, you know, the BFG is a, a gun that is like a good gun that's prominent in the games. Yeah. Um, and I, it wasn't until that moment where he said it and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's what it means. That's why it's called a BFG. Yeah. Uh, so, if anything, that is the only thing I've taken away from this film. Nice. Going back to the the awful idiots. Yeah. They're all awful anyway, and the movie doesn't make you like any of them. And then one of them's a drug dealer, and then one of the the new kid kid who is woefully unqualified for this. Like, why has he been taken with them? Uh, is then high for a whole bunch of it, and yeah. I'm like, why? Why is this in the movie? It doesn't make any sense because he's meant to be the scared kid, and he's the one that actually asks for it as well. asks if he's got any drugs. Yeah, give us, give, give me drugs, old man. Have you got drugs? I think me, I need some drugs. Give me your drugs, old man. I need to. That's going to help me on this mission with all this creepy shit. Blah blah blah. I'm the kid. This is my first mission. I don't know what anything is, and I'm scared. Give me drugs, fucking kid. Yeah, yep. Uh, there's also there's other <laughs> there's two other things for me that I really want mm-hmm. to say. There may be more. Who knows? One of them is like I really dislike the like degree of stating the obvious in some of the lines. 
you know, there's like a, a, a moment where I think it's The Rock and the Destroyer, I can't remember who it was, who see, you know, the door ripped open from the monster, like, for the first time. Yes. And there's like a whole corridor motion of, like, the door's been ripped open. Oh, there's something in the office. And it's just like, we can see it. We can see, like, you've just given us, like, a clean shot that's probably a little bit too long of the door being like having been ripped open in like a shape of a thing like we know that it's been ripped open we know that there's something inside don't say it uh, also because everyone's always like shh don't give away your position and then everyone's like oh the door's been ripped open oh look there's animals like we can fucking see <laughs> oh i need i need to go for a shit oh, just when, like <laughs> when when porter goes and Goes to the toilet for uh, a part of the movie. Yeah, to, to yeah, it's just just degrees of setting the obvious. I'm like, this is already boring. Like, don't then tell me things I can already see. Uh, it's just yeah, and the the like the white eyes in the darkness as well. Uh, there's a especially there's a particular moment where it's just the whole film is really really dark, and I think it's when the monster tries to chase the destroyer, and he turns around, and all you can see are floating white eyes, but they're so like gleaming. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. it. I hate it so much. Yeah. It's really, really um, bad. I, I, I do appreciate that they put some men's and some suits for the monsters. That it, they weren't CGI except Pinky, mm. but it was mostly just men in suits. But everything was so dark you couldn't really see. Yeah, just any really of poor that. lighting. Yeah, and the the I mean, the space they were in was pretty boring as well, considering it was like everything was on Mars and they'd created this like amazing place to do this uh, okay. thing or these things and it was quite quite a boring looking place it was just like a, a room so Mars the, so watching the film I kept trying to think what would be a better way of this film being and there's a few things like I don't understand why the arc exists other than within their needless narrative about the genetics that doesn't need to be there it was the way for people from mars to get off of mars but it just doesn't need to be there so they they just dug up this thing and went oh look this is a teleporter to mars so my ideal version would have not included the ark at all so i would have taken out the genetic um, manipulation as well. And we humans have gone out, travelled out to Mars, and were colonising and working on Mars. And on Mars, like in Doom 3, they're working on teleportation technology. And, they are, you know, that also already makes sense. Just get that shit away from Earth in case something goes wrong. Work on it on the next available planet you can build a story around that. So the work, the scientists are working on this teleportation technology. So that would bring the beasts from hell onto Mars, transform a bunch of the scientists into zombies. So good, so Doom 3. And then, because it's on Mars and you don't have the Ark, and either the team are brought in specially to deal with it, or were already on their way and arrive on Mars as shit's already happened. Yeah. So nobody in that team has an ulterior motive for being there, but suddenly is on the back foot. Now, one of the notes I made is that I would rather it be like the game in as much as that 
overrun that facility with monsters, have a small number of people who can fight back, and a large volume of monsters that they have to fight out back against, so that you're watching it feeling like there's an insurmountable task for these humans to to do, because none of the monsters felt th particularly threatening, because so much of the movie that we saw, nothing happens. They're just wandering around dark corridors hearing things happening off screen and then a monster will pop out from the dark do a murder and run off and you'll always see its ass as it's running around the corner <laughs> and they're shooting yeah. wildly at nothing at all and that's what happens every single time so why not just make a shit ton of monsters coming at them and they're always having to think and react and try and work a way around the problem i'll tell because you why then, they've done this because then you learn about the characters through how they are solving the yeah. problem rather than meeting a bunch of people you don't like and then you don't care when they die because you're like good i'm glad i'm they glad the care about you died. anyway yeah <laughs> uh, but it's just uh i think it's just uh, like everything in this film everything is everything's lazy everything's plastered together so right from the beginning this is why you don't have an unsurmountable amount of monsters because they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to have to deal with all the like choreography that would come with that, probably because from the beginning, you you're very early on. You're told there's only six scientists on her, so you're only going to have six people who turn unless there's then the possibility of the team itself turning into a monster. So they would only ever have to deal with six people ever turning into a monster. Yeah, and then it just becomes really boring and empty. But yeah, it's just like. There's that. Uh, I mean, my my other thing with the some of these character dislikable characters is that they really did Mac a disservice. He's the one who stays behind with Pinky. He, he oh, he's there. Yeah. He gets introduced, and then he the, you know he's there, and he's all like, "Yeah, but I'll secure." Gives him some grenades. He walks in, and then his head gets taken off. Yeah. Uh, not, but not before there's a little uh, uh, a uh, some discrimination because of course it's like it's Mac your real name, and then he says his real name. Which I don't think is that uh, complicated to say. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't exactly remember. But he's, a, a, I assume, of Asian descent. So there is a, a, a different name that is not American or English. So then he goes, he says his whole name, and then he's like, oh, so Mac then. I was like, I, and then they kill him. Yeah. That's really, like, it's really stupid, and it's just, like, just so shitty. And I hated it, because I really wanted to see what Mac might do when he came in. Like, I thought he was going to make a difference. I thought something was going to happen. Uh, and then literally they brought him in just to kill him straight away. He barely said any lines. He, 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 that, like, his lines must have been a page at most. Yeah. It was yeah. really, they really did him a disservice. Um, they, yeah. they, really, they really messed him. Uh, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. Between like the, the uh, strip searching and the uh, not like pretending like they can't say his name and then all of the other kind of like shitty things the religious thing it's just like every everyone was just everything was h horrible about it oh that That's was the other thing that just came to me portman talking about wanting to to go uh having a break and wanting to sleep with three she boys did you hear that i that was i did I, it was weird because i do remember that conversation but i've forgotten what he'd said and for a lot of the film after i thought he just said he wants to sleep with three boys and i was like she boys so i just i just assumed he was a pedophile and that didn't change my opinion of him at all 
I mean, he, I mean, he he sounds like he was anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's he, he does say he wants to. I think it's I think specifically three she boys is how he refers to to the whole. Yeah, and it's just like because then he, like directly after then when when uh the rock comes in and is like oh uh yeah there's no break for you and he's like well there's no ass for me tonight. I was like this everything is horrific. Why? Why any of it? Like who wrote this? Who wrote this and where were you born and are you human? Because this is not how you talk or speak. Just this is awful. It's disgusting. It's vile. I hate it. Yeah. It's it, like these kinds of characters, and I know they have more of a reason. Or, uh, this is going a bit off topic, but this is one of the reasons why I didn't like some of the alien movies. Like, they're really detestable the way they yeah. speak. But at least they have a reason. At least it makes sense, even if I don't like how they speak. But this is just like, you're just awful. You are a group of awful men who are brought together to be awful. Like, even, I get, I mean, I guess maybe the sister's nice, but even, even then, then I'm like, sorry, I'm like, but oh. every time she's like, I don't know anything about this. It just wasn't believable. Yeah. No one was really believable. No. Like every time she said it, she's like, no, she's lying. She's lying. Surely she's lying. Like, there was no, uh, like, firm, like, she was so firm. You meet her, and I'm like, yes, yeah, she's so firm. Like, a sexist comment gets made at her, and she's like, essentially gives the face of shut the fuck up. And I think, okay, great, this is a strong female character. That's nice. And she's very much, she's very assertive. And then when it's like, do you know about this? She's like, I don't know. It's just like, where did it go? Where did yeah. it go? Like, I didn't believe it. Every t- I still thought, like, at the very end of the film, when, um, john is taking her up the lift that she was going to wake up and be like and kill him because she 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 didn't want anyone to know the truth you know what i mean that kind of thing that i still expected that right at the very end because her character wasn't consistent in that way i also love that uh it's all like in 2026 and then they have someone sitting down playing like a portable game that looks like (laughs) lego oh fuck fuck that guy so just uh just a really unimaginative 2026 looking game that looks like the most basic of like lego portable kind of things Uh, it's very funny none of the 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 charm or ingenuity or style of the games at all they just took I took nothing and gave nothing. I'm always of the opinion that like live action movies of like video games and things like anime that like are very rarely done. Like I don't like most of them. I think they're all quite garbage to be honest. So not to say I was right and we were right, but <laughs> shit film one, uh, good film zero. Okay, so let's uh, let's park that for a moment. Maybe we will continue doing these series. Uh, let us know if you enjoyed it, and we will watch some more garbage films probably, and come over here and talk about them. Um, but for now, uh, we'd love to go back to a segment we haven't done in a, in a little while, which is our uh, our memory stick segment, a gaming story. We never really named it. Who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> let's call it a memory stick. I mean, I mean, on the script it just says gaming <laughs> gaming story. Memory stick. Memories. <laughs> so let's go through four hour memory stick. Um, would you like to? Would you like to gift us with something? Well, I, I thought considering I'm, I'm the oldest man alive, <laughs> that wow. I would that I would talk. Uh, and we've been talking about Doom. That may maybe talk a bit more about Doom. 
so the original Doom came out in 1993. So I was probably 12 when I played this. And I think I think the important thing to talk about with this is that until I played it on stream, I hadn't really played Doom. Okay. Um, there was a thing at the time uh, with games like Doom, and they did it with Doom 2, and stuff like uh, Duke Nukem 3D that came out at the same time, or around the same time, where they would do uh, a thing called shareware. And you would uh, either get a disc or... Uh, there'd be some sort of rudimentary download that you could do back in the early internet days. And you would get, let's say, the first level of a game. And you could play that for free. And you could... Uh, completely contentful. Like, everything you could do in the first level of the real game, you were able to do in this game. And then if you wanted to play them more, you could contact a number, pay your money, and they'd send you the rest of the game and you could play the game properly. So... I only ever played the shareware version of Doom and Doom 2. First-person shooters weren't necessarily my thing. So uh, my friends at school definitely were much more into them, and they had LAN parties and all sorts of things where they would do shooting at each other, and they, uh, Quake 2 was their big their big game. I was the Star Wars nerd that was playing... Yeah, fair. Dark, playing Dark Forces and uh, Jedi Knights, and they were my first-person shooters because I understood that world and I appreciated that world. So, I mean, when we when we did... Uh, when I played Doom, the first Doom, on stream, like, you could tell that I just knew that map, that first map really well. Yeah, yeah, like, actually, you, now that you say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's an iconic... That, like, E1M1 is an iconic opening to a game. So, yeah, I as I say, I was more into the, the Star Wars first-person shooter games. Mm. I remember going to an EGX at one point, and I can't remember exactly what year it was. Good Lord. This must have been must have been about 20, 2011, maybe 2012, an EGX then. Went with a good friend of ours, uh, Alexandra Metaxa. She and I went, and they had uh, Doom 3, uh, the BFG edition, uh, was on, on the show floor. This was back at the... The Els Courts uh, venue, was Courts it? days, yeah, yeah. Which was much much easier to get to for me. So they the BFG edition uh, had some upgrades to the original. Um, the main selling point for people was that you were able to hold a gun and a torch at the same time in their very oh, dark okay. game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you know, progression though, isn't it? Yeah. But the, the, the other thing that I really remember about that was that it was also in 3D. So Alex and I wow, okay. dumb, dumb 3D glasses on and were playing 3D and then had to lie to the person um, manning the booth that it was really good. Oh, no. When you say 3D glasses, do you, do you, have, do you mean like the, the like blue and red ones? Or like uh, no, the like the... Okay. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember what they call them, but they... So it's like sunglasses you, version. Yeah, the ones you yeah. Sorry, in my mind I could just see you and uh, you and her Thankfully just sitting no. there with a blue and red thing trying to play a game pretending to enjoy it. And that image is really funny to me. I'm going to hold on to that even though it didn't happen. Nice. Yep. Nice. No, that's fair. Yep. I I didn't play Doom Three until it came out on the PS4 a few years back. So that was the first time I played Doom Three. Not a big fan. Because um, the the Doom that really got me into Doom, and everyone knows this, was Doom 2016. I mean, that game is... 
which Perfect. I came to fairly fairly late because it was Doom and I was a bit like, hey, I like Doom, but I don't know if I want to buy Doom. And then uh, I think I talked about this when we... I think you played it on stream, didn't you? I think so, yeah. can't remember. It's been a while. Um, it was um, James Stephanie Sterling. They did a video on Doom. And I was like, oh, wow, this game actually seems a little more interesting than I assumed. And then absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, it's just... Game is really so good. much, yeah, it's so good, so, so much good. fun to play. Really good movement, and actually, it's one of the games, one of the first games in first person that I didn't notice I was playing in first person. I did, like it didn't bother me because at the time, do you remember? I, uh, I was yeah. really struggling. It took me a little while to get used to because of the type of movement that you have to like deal with, like visually. It, it kind of gave, gave me a little bit of motion sickness. But actually, I, I only ha I had that with every other game, but I never had it with Doom. It was just like so smooth. Uh, and you know the guns are just like great to shoot. They really, they really made uh, a great game. The maps are great. They're just everything, just so good. Do you think Id will have anything planned for the thirtieth anniversary next year? I mean, I really hope so. I really hope so. Even if it's not like a, a game game, I, I hope they maybe give us like I don't know some DLC, something that isn't online, please, Id. Something that isn't online play, something maybe some DLC. I don't know. I don't know what I want really, but um, more Doom is always good. At this point, we usually talk about games that are coming up soon that we are excited for. Have you brought any games with you that you are excited for? Why did I say it like that? I don't know, but uh, let's I, keep in. in <laughs> no, I. I regret, I regret speaking out loud like I did. Um, Apolo apologies to everyone's ears. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm uh, really looking forward to... It's not really usually a game I would go for, but the trailer was so beautiful that I think I would like to give it a go at some point in life. Um, the game actually came out... So if you're listening to this uh, on day of release, it came out yesterday on May the 5th. And it's called Trek to Yomi. Um, it's a uh, kind of a samurai game, and a, like the game revolves around uh, a young man, a uh, swordsman called Hiroki, um, who is sworn to protect uh, their town and all the people that he loves, faced with tragedy, all the all the stuff that we know. Um, and he is a lone samurai who must voyage beyond life and death to confront himself and decide his path forward. Um, and it looks really beautiful. It looks like it has really uh, breathtaking cutscenes, and then it goes into sort of a side-scrolling uh, action sword swiping and killing sort of motion. I don't know if there's anything beyond that. I really hope there is. I hope it's not like cutscene and then like side. I just walk to the side, kill some people, and then it gives me the next cutscene. But I was intrigued. I was intrigued. Yeah, yeah and I would the, love to try it. The combat has gives me Ghost of Tsushima vibes. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima was not side scrolling. No, but it does have that feel to it actually. Yes, so I'm looking forward to uh, Track to Yomi, uh, which has launched already uh, May fifth. You can get it on Xbox, PlayStation, and Windows uh, if you would like to give it a go. What are you looking forward to, Andrew? I sent you a trailer for an game. You did. 
called South of the Circle. You did. Which is coming out sometime this year for PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, but came out in October 2020 for Apple Arcade, Apple Arcade which is yeah. why nobody has <laughs> ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, apparently it reviewed very well for a game that... Um, I mean, that is my thing with Apple Arcade, is that I don't... Maybe it's just because I don't follow the right people to know about it, but I just... If they do release games on Apple Arcade, I never hear about them. Yeah, it's definitely not a, it's a circle a, that we exist in yet. It's, but then... But surely you should be pushing your things to draw people into your yep. ecosystem. Yep. Rather than... Uh, but anyway... Um, I don't. I don't really know much about it because I've only just. I've, I've only seen the trailer. Um, it, the, the animation looks really good. It looks kind of sp- spooky. Um, it looks like one of those adventure story-driven things that I really like. So if you've ever heard heard me talking about any things that I like, it's that. And if you've enjoyed the things that I like, maybe you'll enjoy this one too. But it's yeah, it's got a nice sp- style to it. It looks like it will be really sad. South of the Circle is a narrative adventure telling the story of Peter, a Cambridge academic who finds himself fighting in the uh, <clears throat> fighting for survival in Antarctica during the 1960s Cold War. Peter flashes back to his life at university and his relationship with his fellow lecturer Clara. It looks like it will be quite sad, actually. There's some. There's give me gives me that those vibes. Yes, uh, and can I can I throw out one one yeah. more game? Very quickly. Uh, it was recently announced that there will be a sequel to Red Matter, unsurprisingly called Red Matter 2. Red Matter is a VR game. If you play VR, I definitely recommend that as a puzzle game. I really, really enjoyed it, much more than I thought I would. I'd had it on my, I'd had it in my library for such a long time and just never got around to playing it. And then during lockdown, when I had a lot of playing VR time, was one of the ones I played. And... Uh, has free movement in it in as much as you point where you want to go and then uh, because it's on Mars you sort of um, uh, your jetpack takes over so if you point to a a platform above you your jetpack will take over and you'll sort of start hovering and then move to where you want to land and it never made me feel sick I really really enjoyed Red Matter um, made by a, a Spanish studio called Vertical Robot so yes there's a Red Matter 2 coming out at some point. It's just been announced. Um, if you do have VR and Red Matter is on that system that you have, I uh, definitely recommend giving that Spoopy Go a try. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> Carry on, this is my voice now. Okay. If you would like, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at Game with Squishy. If you'd like to support us, <laughs> you can make a donation for as little as the price of a coffee from our Kofi page. That's ko-fi.com/slash/the-squishy-stream. <laughs> Please join us on our Discord to chat about the show and for some supplemental information from each episode. If you've seen Doom, let us know your thoughts, please. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.
appreciate it. 